Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flying to all you niggas. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even gotta say shit, because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. We're doing it now. This is really happening. Okay, everybody, welcome to Marissa Explains It All. This is our fourth attempt to do this podcast tonight. Oh my Lanta! And there was a whole a whole hour long episode. Hour that plus that got we had recorded and something happened. I pressed the button and it did not save. So we are back once again. It's Marissa. That is Joyce. Um, we, as I've stated in the last five episodes, I've tried to record. Now I'm just making up numbers. Um, last week's audio was corrupted. So I almost, you almost just didn't have an episode for two weeks, but Joyce talked me back into trying this again because it's necessary. I don't know why the universe does not want us to have an episode today. It's like someone is stopping us, but maybe it was just saying all our last episodes were wrong and this is the right one. But you guys deserve an episode. So here we are. Absolutely. And, and we couldn't miss a week um, this week particularly and on and not honor the life and legacy of Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant, and the eight, I'm sorry, seven other lives lost on the helicopter on Sunday. Um, Joyce and I were talking about it in the last 80 episodes we've recorded um, this today that, uh, you know, you just never forget where you are when you find out about something as tragic as that. And I can honestly go back and name where I was with every major figure that meant something to me when I found out that, that we lost them. And I was saying in this particular instance, um, I actually was watching um, Ty Dolla Sign's live, and this is not a way for me to fucking tie Ty Dolla Sign into this, but of course I'm watching his live, and so someone commented in his in his um, comments or whatever you call that, the yeah the comments, they were like, oh that's messed up, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant, and Ty was like, man, shut up, and he went back about his business. He was getting ready for the Grammys. And then another person saw it and you could just see the panic in Ty's eyes and he's looking around the room and he's like, yo, why are they saying that? A second, like two people just said RIP Kobe Bryant. Everyone's like, what? Man, no. And then a third person wrote it and and Ty's panicking now and Ty's like, yo, they're saying he died in a helicopter crash. And someone in the room Googled it and they confirmed it to Ty and Ty was like, what? And his eyes welled up with tears and he stopped alive. And um, I actually went back and probably like, I what did I use the word before? A, a masochist. masochist. I actually went back and watched that like five times. It was like literally devastating. And it's like one of those things that you just can't look away. And, you know, for me, who, I mean, Kobe, the whole pa- at the point, the whole passing is sad in and of itself. And Kobe being such a public figure and such an amazing person in his community and a pillar in sports and all of these things. But I don't feel a personal connection to Kobe mm-hmm. because I don't pay attention to sports. I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. And so to see someone who's, not only into sports and an LA native and just to see that reaction I think that and for before I even confirmed the news myself I think that really hit home for me and then I went online and I saw all of the news and everything like that and and again like I almost felt a level of guilt to see all of my peers and my friends and everybody you know I'm not saying his death did not impact me like it's it's literally making me instance, sick to my, Exactly. You didn't. You didn't. I didn't you feel were, you that. were just like. I didn't feel gutted. Yeah. Yet. I just felt shocked and sad, but I didn't feel gutted. I 
Well, so we're talking about how we found out. Um, so I was on Twitter and I saw Jocelyn. She had posted. We've had her on the podcast yes. before. We love her. Meet the industry. Hire um, women. Hire women, yeah. Support your homegirls. And I just seen her tweet. She was like, oh no, like this can't be. Like, holy fuck. And then I saw Raven. Everybody from, like the first LA. people that I saw were like the LA cats. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And I was like, okay, so. At first I thought it was something to do with her family. Like something happened to her mom or whatever. Then I saw another person. And I was like, okay. So I refreshed my page. And immediately I saw the TMZ link and I tried to click on it and it was corrupt. Oh, like it, the site it, was down. The site was down. And then I seen a lot of people saying like, the site's down. Like it's obviously a hoax because like it's not even working. Like the bullshit. But blah, that's blah, so blah, funny blah. how you see like even, even keeled level headed people that like know that that's not necessarily how it works or whatever, yeah. but they are going with that because I think it's anything to prevent you from, from to, having yeah. to accept such a tragic moment <clears throat> in that moment. And, you know, it was a lot of conflicting feelings and just everyone heightened feelings, I should say, rather. And every, the heightened tempers were flaring and people were going crazy on each other. And Well, also just, like, I know for so many people, like, Instantly, it was like a loss. Yeah, they and lost their superhero. They He's lost a superhero, their, their a real life superhero. superhero. And you know, um, a friend of a friend posted like I considered Kobe like my dad. Like everybody's telling Kobe to have more a son, and you know he just has daughters or whatever. And I would just always joke and be like, "Yo, I am his son." Like, yeah, I didn't have a dad growing up, and that that really hit home. Is like you know all these people that look to him as like a a positive male role model or like a male figure in their lives, and even for people who are older just like you know they were inspired by him as well like just to know that they're hurting so much really like that affected me and then Mm -hmm. also like you know like this is my city I feel like we've been through a lot in the past like we you guys have in the past like year with like Nipsey and John Singleton like just there's so many things in the world too but like death just seeing everybody come together. Yeah. Um, we were talking about that in the episode that we lost, that um, there has been a lot of community in this. And just seeing everybody really stick together and um, lean on each other and to hear these wonderful, wonderful anecdotes of stories of Kobe. And, um, you know, there was this one story a woman told earlier today that went viral. And um, I guess she works with children, or I don't know if it was a friend of the family, but... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. She works with children. And so there was a five-year-old who was diagnosed with something. He was dying, and um, he was in the hospital and on all types of, you know, cords and all types of things. And um, she reached out to somebody on the at the Phoenix Suns because Kobe at the time was still in the Lakers. And this young five-year-old, he, he was named Kobe and obviously a huge fan of Kobe as well. Not obviously, but he was a huge fan of Kobe as well. And so she reached out to someone at the Suns because the Lakers were coming to play that week. And she was like, hey, look, you know, I have this five-year-old. Obviously, I'm aiming high here because it's Kobe Bryant. But if we could do anything you know, would love to Sign do that. Something. something, any autograph, whatever, it would be really appreciated. This this child would love that. And the guy's like, all right, cool, you know, probably not, but I'll see what I can do. And ends up um, calling back the next day and was like, all right, cool. He said he would do it. And she's like, awesome. So would you want me to get a ball? Like, you know, what do you want me to do? And he's like, no, no, Kobe's going to come see the child. And she was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, just, you know, don't have No PR. Don't, yeah, and, don't blow it up. Yeah, and so that is exactly what happened. Kobe pulled up without fanfare, no, no security, no press, spent the afternoon with the child. The mother said it was the only time she saw the little kid, you know, because the poor baby had been in pain. Like his whole life, she said 
that it was the only time she saw him genuinely smiling. The only picture she has of yes, him smiling. Yes, the only picture she has of him smiling. And, um... And that Kobe was just a pure class act. And afterwards, as they were leaving, he asked the woman who orchestrated it and was like, look, how do I help from here? Is it financial? That's no problem. I want to help. And sadly, that wasn't the issue. It was just the boy was diagnosed with something that was just not curable. And he lost his life the following week. But that experience was invaluable. And, you know, the woman came to learn that this was actually Kobe's MO. And he would do this around the world. Well, specifically around the country. I don't know about around the world. But he would do this in all the different cities. And his one condition was, no press like this is not about me this is about the children and um I think it just you know speaks to his character there was people there's people that do those things and you know that it's for the fanfare and it's for people to say they're such a great person and they want the press and they want to rewrite whatever bad headlines there are and this wasn't that you know this was just a genuinely good person and as you were telling me Joyce that he's been doing these inter- well these interviews I'm sorry have resurfaced of why him explaining why he uses a helicopter all these years and like you said it was because he wanted he wants to, be to spend family. time with his family and like honestly I have spent a lot of time in the aftermath of all of this mostly one I think one positive thing that you know, in light of such a tragedy is that the community and how people are coming together and also people who didn't know that much about him because me and Marissa are team hashtag sports, which means we know nothing about sports. Um, It's, you know, I'm being, I'm getting so inspired by his life and just hearing all of these anecdotes too. So I'm so inspired by how motivational he was and now I fully super, understand this mama mentality super and all these duper things. and um how you know yeah he took the helicopter because he wanted to make sure that he was the one to pick his kids up from school and he didn't want to miss any more school plays and he didn't want to miss those moments and then uh I follow Shaq's son on Instagram because he happened to he's a lot younger than me but he went to my high school and he had posted something like that uh Kobe had actually reached out to him the morning of and was like yo you good like I heard you were transferring like and was just checking up on him and um he uh the son Shaq's son posted like a picture like above his bed and was of his two jerseys one was Crossroads which is the high school that I went to and then the other jersey is a Kobe jersey and he was like dude this is like my fucking uncle and like he like he just checked up on me like that morning and I responded he didn't even get to see it (sighs) and that kind of thing oh that is so sad and also like I was reading in the LA Times about how like Kobe had made this community in Newport Beach and that was like his safe haven. He could have lived in LA full time, but instead he wanted to live in Newport Beach and he used to go to this random Mexican restaurant and that was where he frequented all the time. All the staff there knew who he was. It's like a hole in the wall spot. Everybody at Pavilions knew who he was because he would go and shop there and he'd be like, yo, treat me like a regular person. And in this community, even though he was a celebrity, like he could just be out and about and like, you know, he like chopped it up with like the grocery bagger people and they were like yeah like he came here at least once every two weeks and like he was just like a real like from all accounts yeah like like a a pillar in his community and just just a stand-up guy and you know um it's such a it's such a it's such a nuanced subject to discuss you know the history of everything and um uh, what is the actress's name? Evan Rachel Wood brought up the case of the 2003 case in her tweet. Um, I guess I think she's a yeah. I think she's a I think she's a 
feminist figure. She's also a fucking hypocrite because she is also like a Woody Allen stan. So. Oh, is she really? Yeah, yeah. Like so, basically, she said like, okay. I honestly don't really remember the tweet, but I know that like she said you can be a rapist and like a beloved figure. I mean, it was yeah. out of pocket. I guess she, she was said. trying to stand in solidarity with the rape victims, and I do understand that. Where she was basically saying, like, it's traumatizing. No, that wasn't her. So then another girlfriend of ours, Nadia, who appeared on our show, sex positive columnist from Australia, she, um, in her story, she said that it's traumatizing for victims to see a man, and her her words were, um, convicted of rape. Um, or accused, maybe? He was not convicted, Exactly. So. That's, what I, that's what I'm trying to uh, state here. Um, so she was saying, like, you know, it could be traumatizing for them to see that, but... And then, so then there's the argument, like, okay, well, the case was dropped. And then there's the other argument, like, well, who doesn't... Who knows if it was witness intimidation, or not witness, what's victim intimidation, or whatever yeah. the case is. And so there's so many... It's 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 a gray area, um, but... I don't even want to say but. I don't... It's, it's basically... I don't even know how to put my words where I'm not going to offend someone here. Yes. <laughs> I think, okay, and I've, we've met, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Like, I've definitely had an experience that is whatever, and I don't want to, like, bring it up. But I also think that at the same time, every single person makes mistakes. And we cannot be defined by the mistakes that we've made. And at least in this case, it's very obvious at least to me that he really tried to inspire people and well let's not go and call rape a mistake though let's I mean yes and no but I'm not saying that's what he did but tread lightly with how you're wording that I think that we all do things that might be against our character yes and that we don't always like there are there we Everybody is fucked up. That's the thing. Is that every like every It's a gray being. area. It is not black and white and I've seen um a, a Carly Hustle tackle this issue before when it comes to issues of artists that we enjoy who do stupid shit and then you're like can we still enjoy their music though mm-hmm. or Bill Cosby can we still watch the Cosby show without you know what I'm saying and it's it, it makes it very hard because there'll be, you know, Carly be like, I consider myself a good person, but I enjoy this art and I don't support them as a human, but I want to listen to this and I'm still a good person at the end of the day. So, you know, it's it's just new. It's just so nuanced. It's, it's like, you know, and then even, and I'm not about to split hairs here, but like even this, the, the details surrounding the case, like Kobe very openly admitted, like, yes, I had sex with that woman, but I believed it was consensual. And yeah. unfortunately, or... I don't even know if that's the right word, unfortunately, but we're very privy to that information as well that now, or not now, but for a long time that a man can think that it's consensual, the woman cannot, and, yeah. and you can go through the same experience and end up with very different very, outlooks on that experience at the end of the day. Definitely, 100%. And we can be mad at him for cheating on his wife, we can be mad, and again, this is just all hypotheticals because we don't know, we were not there. No, but, he did cheat on his wife. Well, no, no, I'm, well, I'm, I'm saying the the charge, I'm, oh, I'm not, yeah. you know. Um, we but know you're also happened. innocent and proven guilty, and he was never proved guilty. Right, but we use that to our advan- advantage in other situations too, though. We could be like... You know, it's, there's, again, everything has layers, right? But at the end of the day, um, we can still, like you said, like he's, he's, 
Oh man, this is such a touchy subject. I, I don't even know. Like, he's. What did you write here? I like what you said. Mistakes don't define their life or legacy. Recognize that all not black men, that not all black men are so lucky and spent their adult lives using their platform to spread positivity and inspire generations of people. And, and that by, is ultimately what he did. By they, I was referring to, to Nipsey Nip, Hussle as well. Nip and Kobe. Because and neither one of them have a perfect track record and um, still, you know. And I think that's why we love, like, you know, that's part of the reason why people can relate to them because mm -hmm. they are people who've made mistakes and have acknowledged their mistakes and have acknowledged that they were flawed human beings and that yeah. they were not perfect. Right. And from that, instead of just, you know, continuing to live a life of whatever, they actually inspired people and, yeah, and, and a tried lot. to build from that and move forward. And that's something... You know, and like I said, like, we really all do fucked up shit. And, like, for people, especially celebrities, to acknowledge that they've done fucked up shit mm -hmm. is pretty, you know. They, I don't think they, like, like flaunted that they were stellar 100% right. always um, from the jump. Exactly. And the point is learning and growing. And, again, you know, to victims of, of rape and things like that, I'm, I'm not... It's just nuance. It's just, it's a lot. But he, he, for all intents and purposes, really seemed to set out to live a life and create a true legacy um, and really give back to his community. And um, again, like we said, we're learning so much about him in the, in the aftermath because I did, I was not tapped in at all whatsoever prior to, and just even a couple weeks ago prior to his passing. But when that video of him and his daughter Gigi went viral yeah. of him giving courtside advice to her, um, was when I learned that he had a whole Mamba Academy and he was, you know, teaching the girls and she was interested in sports and, and uh, basketball specifically and, and she had league star. aspirations. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just obviously so sad in and of itself that a, that a child lost her life. Her peers with her lost their lives as well. Um, but to see, and you know, now we, we won't get to see her realize that potential and see what that could have been and see, I think it was so fucking cute that they called her mambasita like that just the cutest thing in the whole wide world to me and just seeing the videos of what an amazing amazing father he was and those girls adored him you know and um i did say i was saying to you earlier so it was crazy to me all these years i every time i would hear like vanessa's name brought up alongside kobe i would always laugh it off and be like she's so dumb she took him back and like i never really went past that but that was always my thought from years back from, from when he cheated on her. And it's so interesting to me. And, and I wanted to bring this up specifically because it goes in line with a lot of the things that we've discussed on this on this show, which is like you sometimes don't realize that you're still fulfilling things or, or thinking things that your younger inner child or your 16-year-old self used to do and never checked back in with yourself to see if that actually aligns with your current values and, and thoughts. And so I've used that for examples with like men that I've wanted to date as an adult that I've liked since I was younger or whatever the case was and then realizing like they're not even good for me. I've just been chasing it because it's what I always chase and I just never like stop, you know, thinking like that. Whereas the same thing with Vanessa, if I would have checked in with myself and really thought about it, like this woman was, this is her high school sweetheart. And who am I to judge? Like, you know, if there's a bump in the marriage and then you guys get back together, like, and not for nothing, but I'm going to be an adult and mature about this situation. He was a young 
famous basketball club player. Like I think he was like twenty four. Yeah, like in pe- that, like people cheat and and people get people back together. On all like levels of anything. Yeah, like, and I'm not saying that I'm just gonna sit here and be like, oh, cool, you you're famous. You could definitely cheat on me, and it's it's obviously way more um, uh, gray than that. But the point is, uh, in and of itself, just the fact that. I find I'm a very open-minded person and I completely understand and I never judge and I and I specifically can't judge when I'm not in the that person's shoes and um it's just crazy to think that like you know I've thought this about her for so many years even being the open like you know maybe I wasn't as open-minded as a young person obviously but as I've grown to be an adult and and be who I am that's that is who I am and so it's crazy to me myself that I never even stepped back and just revisited that and 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 realize where those thoughts and feelings were coming from. Um, but I just wanted to say that to say like to any of you guys, if you guys don't like a person or someone and like maybe stop using, I just don't like them as your excuse or whatever it is. Why don't you sit down and like really kind of pinpoint where those feelings come from and see if any of that is just, you know, like, you got to look with it. Li- yeah. And like not in line with your current values. And maybe it was in line with who you used to be. And maybe you've glowed up personally, professionally, whatever it is, spiritually. That's, and, and that's not you anymore. And maybe you should revisit those relationships or things. And that's like what I was kind of saying before is that there's always work for everybody to do. Nobody mm-hmm. is morally 100% sound. Right. That's the thing. And, you know, when I was talking about like making a mistake earlier, like, yeah, like cheating on your wife is a mistake. That did happen. And, you know, how – but since that happened, he moved forward in a way like he was definitely a family man. And, like, yeah. they had this – I personally, from what I can tell, like, it was definitely, like, a love story of their own. Like, mm-hmm. they met 17 years old. He, like, requested for her to be in his music video. They got in a whirlwind marriage. And, you know, he even had a falling out with his family. But he was like, I love this woman. He's always 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 like repped Vanessa so hard even like when the fans like called her like the Yoko Ono of basketball and like was like she's gonna like ruin like you know but he stood by her and they had their rough patch where she filed for divorce but then you know they bounced back from that they have four beautiful children and um you know he he the reason why we spoke about, like, why he was on that helicopter was that so he could be, like, with his kids more. Yeah. And, um, you know, just shifting, like, not letting, like, you know, just growing as a person. That's the thing is that we we all have to move forward. Always. And, and there's always room for more growth. And, um, you know, maybe, again, the this is tragedy and... You, you used a good phrase before, but, like, in light of the tragedy, like, maybe this will help us all reflect more on our growths and be more open-minded and, and like everyone has been saying, tell people you love them and, you know, For remember real, that life is yeah. short. And, you know, I genuinely appreciated that 50 Cent posted that he was going to stop beefing with people now and try to solve it another way. And... um I really hope that he sticks to that. And I know he enjoys trolling. I know that's great for his brand and people love that. But, like, it is hurtful, too. And um, if if that inspired one person to stop being such a bully, that's really, that's that's great, you know? And, and, and like, the reason, like, for me, I wasn't very personally connected to Kobe Bryant. Yeah. But I am very connected to my city and the city of Los Angeles. And, 
I felt like when Nipsey passed, like that hurt. Like I, because I listened to his music. I really, really loved him. I talked about this on the podcast before, but I was driving my car and Big Boy, who I listened to every single fucking day in high school, like driving home, like he, like, or not even driving, driving the morning to school, sorry. Uh, when he announced that Nip passed, his voice cracked, and I literally just started crying. He started talking about his own mother and whatever. And after there, do you, how many people have been so inspired by like the marathon and like Nip's yep. message since his passing? A Absolutely. lot of people who you know maybe they listened to his music before, but they didn't really fuck with him, fuck with him they like know that. They stood for, didn't, didn't really care. Yeah, and that has been great to see. Like everybody, you see it. Like you see the marathon everywhere. You see like his quotes. You see more people trying to you know inspire generational wealth and yes, all this stuff. All these yes. conversations that I didn't personally see a lot of taking place a lot of young people want to be entrepreneurs want people are more about owning things investing and it just starts the conversation it more starts, and it inspires but people. that just kind of, like they and yeah like nip was not a perfect human being from the jump and kobe and nip came from two very different backgrounds but they're still inspiring the same the same group of people everybody yeah, everyone like you know, i i Kobe's from, like, he grew up in Italy, and... He was born in Philly, grew up in Italy. his dad played basketball. Which I did not know until Joyce told me today. (laughs) And then we have Nip, who's, like, this black man from the hood, who also inspired, like, people all over the world. The world, and it's just really powerful, and it's so unfortunate that it has to happen in their death, but, um, what do they call that, a martyr? Yeah. You know, and... And there's a lot of people that go down that didn't do a lot. Yeah. And these two men did so much. And they're... And and we don't know why the universe does what it does, why God takes these soldiers when, you know, before their time. But it's... And and maybe we won't know for a long time. But in in the moment, all we can do is have faith and and feel whatever you want to feel. I think it's a beautiful thing that so many... People are reaching, you know, are, are posting these these kind words on, on social media, basically saying, like, if you want to cry, cry. Don't let a stupid troll make you feel like you're supposed to feel wrong for, for mourning the loss of someone you didn't quote unquote personally know. It doesn't matter. This man had an influence on so many lives and you're allowed to feel that shit. Feel it, yo. Cry. Mourn. Do do whatever, get mad busy, like, whatever you do to cope, do that shit and don't fucking feel wrong for it. Like, it's a loss. It's a devastating loss. And it's deeper than just a sports loss. This is a man that was someone in the community. This is a father. This is children. These yeah. are babies on the plane. Not, like, literal, but, like, you know? And so it can affect you in so many different ways and that's okay if you're a father i'm sure it's hitting you hard if you're a daughter i'm sure it's it's this hits everyone in some way yes and one thing i have to say too is that it's really inspired me to think about how i live my life I don't want to live my life just for a resume. I don't want resume accolades like I, you know, accomplished this, 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 and this. At the end of the day, what is going to be said in my eulogy? How did I affect people? How was I kind? How did I treat others? Who did I inspire? Those things are way more important than just, you know, money or fame. And I think that 
Kobe really demonstrated that as well. It's like, yeah, he was a star basketball player and he fucking killed it in that right. And, you know, those accomplishments not like we can't overlook that at all. But at the end of the day too at the end of the day too, it's like people aren't posting like Kobe Bryant was the greatest shooter, blah 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 and posting all That's right. like he did this his many stats. his they're stats. Not That's yet. the word hashtag sports. <laughs> but they're really like it's about, about how he, he treated others. Yeah. And it's really about, you know, that Mamba mentality. And the same with Nip. Nobody was like, oh, he put out these songs. Like, because all of his songs had a message, too. It's like, or nobody was, you know, he never won a Grammy. Or they weren't saying that type of shit. They were just saying, like, yo, like, this man was an entrepreneur. He did this, that, and the other. And I, if there's anything to take away, like, that's what I really took away from it. It's like, what do I want people to say about me, like, in my eulogy? Like, really, like, how... Can I inspire other people, or how can I just be like a virtuous human being? That yeah, is like- it just it's it's perfect for that. And I and um I signed the petition last night. When I signed it, as of Monday evening, it was at about nine hundred thousand signatures. I'm sure it's well over a million. You said you saw it at two million plus yeah, right I saw now, it at right? Two million. And that's for Tuesday. Um, so there's a a petition going around to change the NBA logo to Kobe Bryant's um silhouette. And again, because I never knew anything about hashtag sports, I never, I I mean, I could have picked the NBA logo out, but I never actually looked at the logo or could have told you what it is other than red and white. I mean, red and blue. I literally don't even know know that. Red, white, and blue. (laughs) And so I never even, I would have never said like, oh yeah, there's a man in that thing. Like I, it just didn't register. It's like, you know it, but you don't know it type thing. And, and so to find out whoever Jerry West is apparently a great like basketball player from back in the day. So if it already is a person, I sincerely don't see why we couldn't just change it to another person and honor him. And Jerry West said he doesn't even want to be on that shit anymore anyway. And I only saw someone else tweet that, so I don't even know that's no, fact. He said but... he was embarrassed from the jump that it was him. Really? Yeah. All right, so let's get that. Let's fucking, let's honor Kobe. I truly don't see I don't any backlash yeah. happening. Um, I did see someone tweet, like, that'll never happen, and I didn't, like, look into it. I don't know why. Right. Why? But that could have just been a skeptical Sally. There are so many people who just talk a lot of talk. Yeah, but I would really like to think that I think, I, I think, I, I honestly don't see why they wouldn't. But again, hashtag sports. I don't know if there's some type of like shit involved in that. But even just in 2017, they said they updated the um, font as well. So like, we're tweaking it. We're tweaking it. Why not just like tweak it more? I think it yeah. would honestly like, it would honestly help create even more community. I personally feel, and I think that would be a really really beautiful way to honor that man's legacy. Um. So we just wanted to take a quick moment and do a moment of silence, a minute of silence to honor the lives of everybody involved in the helicopter crash um, and the life and legacy of Kobe and Gianna Bryant, John, Carrie, and Alyssa Altobelli, Sarah, and Peyton Chester, Ara Zobayan, and Christina Moser. May your lives not be forgotten and your legacy be continued. And may you guys rest in peace.
And we just wanted to mention about the um the, with Kobe finding out about on TMZ, and so we I didn't realize we didn't discuss this because we said it on the episode that we lost, but. I was saying how we need to, it, it's annoying me that people are discrediting TMZ and they'll be like, oh, well, if it's, but we did say, we did briefly say part of this, didn't we? I don't think so. And that if they discover it on there, they're like, well, we got to wait till another outlet. But guys, Harvey is a lawyer. I understand, people keep defaulting to the little Wayne situation in 2013 and they keep saying TMZ reported that Wayne died. They never said little Wayne died. They said little Wayne was on his deathbed. They said little Wayne was read his rights and that people were showing up at the hospital to have their final words with him. All of this was confirmed. He did not die and they may have been dramatic in their and sensationalizing for the clicks. But all of these things were actually happening and he pulled through God like thank God, you know? Um but they've always they broke Michael Jackson's death. They broke Nipsey. They they always have and they have these connections from building, you know, Harvey was an entertainer or a news reporter for many years. So he has all the inside people. And Harvey is the man, if you don't know, that owns TMZ, that is a lawyer. So he is fully connected. And, I didn't know that he was a lawyer. Yeah. So he knows all the shit and all the ways around and whatever. And then some woman on Twitter brought up some instance. They said allegedly in 09 that TMZ reported Snoop's wife is dead and that it, then they completely erased it and no one. But I don't recall that. And... You know, if they were inaccurate one time in their very early days in 09, when they were probably, I think that was, they were an infant. They were probably a year or two maybe at that time. But in this past decade plus, there has never been a time where TMZ like completely just like shot the bed or whatever that phrase is, shot the, shit the bed, shit the bed. Um, They've been off in small details, but when it comes to something of this magnitude, it's it's absolutely not the case. And then there was more you wanted to... Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's an ethical oh, matter. But you it's did say because that they, they reported they reported it before, it Vanessa, before found Vanessa found out. And I think that, you know, there's some sort of level of okay, whether or not it's a real news publication or not. Like the shade room clearly is a gossip blog, whatever. But at the end of the day, like we're all fucking humans, like where are your ethics, bro? Like For real. the fact that, you know, people were like, Oh, it should have been the police's responsibility to report on it. But at the end of the day, like, you know, the police are just the police. It was just a helicopter. Like, how were they supposed to know? Whereas TMZ has all of these resources. They keep tabs on celebrities. They, you know, they're fucking, like, super PIs, you know. So they happen to know that it was Kobe Bryant in, in that helicopter. And they posted it as a story. And Vanessa didn't even know yet. And, like, do you think... So there's so, like, yes, there's the matter of, like, obviously ethics and, like, respecting the family. But at a point, it becomes, you know, it could literally change the lives of all employees at the at thing, right? Like, just, you know, um, with the clicks and shit. And again, I'm not taking their side at all. But it becomes a matter of business over, like... No, I think that they would have still gotten the clicks if it had been three or four hours later. Well, then they may not have been first. And again, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate yeah, but if you understand. I don't think... I, I just think that, like... As big of a story as that was, I what I'm, what I'm getting at is, like... Is there like what would you what are your thoughts on if instead of waiting for the police because we don't know how long that's gonna take, what if Harvey like could they reach out and inform Vanessa? Is, Somebody like she would like if you gave it a little bit of time. No, but like she would have found out. Like she, yeah, but I'm saying like because you need to run this story and you don't have the time to wait on the police. I'm saying what are your thoughts on if someone in the TMZ circle 
and maybe not and I'm not saying Harvey himself calls up Vanessa like hey about to run the story FYI but like I I don't know have someone deliver it in a more proper way and then and then go on and post the story so that they cross that base or at least reach out to like a family member and be like hey does she know yet like just to like confirm that like you know because I'm like she would have found out like just give it literally like because they posted it with the quickness yeah you know what I'm saying and they are a click for like money type of publication yeah but like like the like the LA Times is not like you know what I'm saying so like I don't know. It's just something to think about. Like, there's definitely, like, a moral, a morality, Absolutely. like, sense to this. And uh, This woman just lost her husband and her child. Like, yeah. And these other families lost their mom, their dad, their daughter, you know? So... And in the episode that we recorded last week, there have been two episodes that have been lost to the forevers. Yeah. Um, we just talked a little bit about, um, like, journalism ethics and about, like, how we report, and hopefully we can edit that convo into Sorry, here. I didn't quite catch that. Nice. Could you please repeat it? No, we can't, but thank you. Um, we have many topics to discuss, so feel free, Joyce. Go. I did well, another red hair beauty ranted on social media this week this actually happened last night i don't think she has red hair anymore oh well actually she doesn't have okay so i'm talking about bad baby and this happened last night it did happen something happened last night something Something happened happened. which which made me really really sad and Mm. like this made me want to talk about just like i don't know like how like social media like reports things and how journalism is really different from blogging but anyways if you guys don't know the girl, Bad Baby, she was the girl who was on Dr. Phil when she was Everyone 14. knows who Bad Baby is. So she went on social media last night after saying that she was going to go off because she was like, this shit is like really taking a toll on me. Like, it made me famous, but this also really fucking sucks. And she Approximately was- two weeks ago that happened. She To quote her, she said, I hate to say y'all won. Y'all made a little 16-year-old completely lose it. And she decided to sign off of social media because she felt like... No matter what she did, they either called her racist or trying to be black. And she felt like she couldn't win, so she signed off. But apparently she came back, and Joyce, take it away. So she came back last night, and she went on this whole thing about her dad and about how her dad, like, left her family when she was barely even a year old. And she was saying how uh, he, like, left with the stripper. And basically she was, like, ranting on the internet, like, a lot about how her dad really, really fucked up her life. Mm -hmm. Which, like, and everybody's like, fuck you, no one gives a fuck. And then... In this whole thing, she talks about how she was molested from the ages of three to six mm-hmm. and, like, how that was the reason why she's so bad. She was like, that's why I was on Dr. Phil and that's why I was stealing cards. Like, because my dad fucking left me. I was freaking molested. Between- she doesn't actually say molested. She's like, something really terrible happened to me from between the ages of three to six. And I wasn't ever really able to talk about it. And it really, really screwed me up. And that's why I was acting, like, this way and that way. And then she's like, this man is trying to ruin my life. Ever since I got famous, he's trying to say that he's there for me. He's trying to take me away from my mom. And she's like, my mom had fucking cancer three times. And, like, she was always there for me. And he wasn't. Like, Mm. fuck him. Wow. And it was just really sad, like, to see her, like, really, like, she was ranting and being so vulnerable online. Mm. And, of course, Shade Room put, like, the little small snippet where she's just talking about her dad, like, online. So nobody hears the part about how she's saying, like, these terrible things happened to her. And all the comments are like, fuck that stupid hoe. Like, this is a stupid cunt. Like, no one gives a shit. You said you were off social media. Here you are. Like, ha, ha, ha. And it just, like, made me really upset for her. Because, like, like... I feel like it's a time where, okay, yeah, like, maybe you shouldn't be posting all this on social media, but at the same time, like, 
she's 16 years old and I feel like it's not a time for you to just get ratings and likes and throw cheap shots at her like she's really like venting and super she's sad she's a fucking baby and it is she very really sad is. like yes we and, and we've literally watched her grow and I wouldn't say grow up because she's not there yet but we've watched her since Dr. Phil and yes yeah, she was a little ratchet mess but on she's that show. even saying like that tough girl exterior came from somewhere like she was doing it in reaction and I don't know. I, I always give, like, everybody the benefit of the doubt, and I like to listen to, like, why people act the way that they do. And, like, honestly, her music is pretty good. Like, some of it is. And I think okay. I think it is, okay? I think she's... I mean, she has really good writers. That shit better be good. Right. And I just... I appreciate how freaking, like, unfiltered she is, and it's, like, not really... A, that's really her. Like, whatever she puts out really is her. So she's sitting in her car for, like, two hours just talking about all this stuff, and... Just reading the comments, like, people tearing her apart, like, it really sucks. It mm. does. And, like, again, I'm nowhere near any of that shit. But, like, even a couple of comments, like, it ever tearing me down. Like, that shit fucking rips through your soul. And I don't give a fuck. Like, the thing about it, the funniest shit is, like, not funny. Because there are, like, your friends that are just like, don't worry about it, whatever. But, like, you guys can't relate. Y'all just, right. the same people that are in the comments, like, oh, you're stupid for responding, this, that, and a third, like, on Shade Room and stuff like that. You guys don't know. They don't fucking understand what the fuck it's like to just be torn down day in and day out. Like, yes, maybe you have one person in your life that, like, says horrible shit to you. But, like, you guys are going through something, right? I mean, even that doesn't make anything better but i'm just saying like maybe you kind of get it and you're like oh whatever but it's like you got a, a ton of strangers picking you apart that and a lot of times and i've said this before sometimes they hit that one insecurity that you are or a couple yeah. insecurities that you have that maybe you don't even share with people but they hit it that shit strikes a chord it doesn't fucking matter you could be the toughest bitch on the planet earth that shit still fucking hurts like and so i really feel for and again like this is a baby you guys she's that's, that's what i wanted to hear from you guys like at what point like like isn't it so crazy that grown people are trying to tear down grown adults. Yeah. and she's also like talking about like her father and how her father wasn't there for her and like these are like very super sensitive topics and for people to be like well you're so ratchet like of course your father doesn't want to be in your life and she's saying like dude he got married to a stripper a day before my first birthday like I didn't deserve that like mm. and now that I'm famous he's doing all this shit trying to take me away from my mom trying to like get custody of me she's like I don't want to be in custody of you like I hope you fucking die she's like I hope he gets run over by a fucking car like I fucking hate this that man is so, so much she's like sad. he tried to like ruin everything and she's like my mom was so sick and he didn't do shit and she was like the reason why my mom was sick was because of him and like oh, she's really like just ranting like so much and then this clip gets posted and like every Everybody's, you know what I'm saying? Yo, yeah, and it's like, and like, not to defend the general public of fuck nation, but this is such a new, everything is new. Everything is new. We as adults didn't have access as back in the day. Well, like that adult generation didn't have access to like the thoughts of a 16 year old to be able to comment on the thoughts of a 16 year old because we weren't, we didn't have social media to provide us with mm -hmm. that opportunity to do so. So now that exists, right? But so now there's levels to it because it's like people don't consider the age because it's like you're famous and you're famous and that's it. And right. you talk and whatever. And oh, well, if you could talk that talk, then you got to back it up, bitch. You got to be able to handle this stuff. Da, 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 da. 
like do you guys but it's like no one's thinking about it like who are you look who you're speaking to you're talking to a child if you in your everyday life your 16 year old niece that's doing dumb yeah. ass shit mm-hmm. are you talking to them like that no and also people were saying like you deserve for that to happen to you wow. like like it was, it was just some wild stuff and like so i was looking up because they're like you know people have been reporting on things for a long time not mm-hmm. like in a blogging kind of way but like in journalism there's ethics that you're supposed mm-hmm. to follow mm-hmm. and so like i printed out like this is from this was written in 1909 and these are what all like major publications strive towards so okay. one of them they're supposed to seek the truth and report it verify information before releasing it use original sources whenever possible um Take special care not to rep- misrepresent or oversimplify in promoting, interviewing, or summarizing a story. Gather, update, and correct information throughout the life of a story. Try to get, like, different point of views, even if you're really not about that other side. You're supposed to, like, at least engage, ask the questions. You're supposed to present, like, all of the information. Because that's what news is, is information. That's, and that's what I do with XXL. I do news, so, like, which is the difference of blogging. Uh-huh. From when I worked for Flex, I could write in there, like, this guy is wild and let me tell you guys what it's he subjective. did today lol right mm-hmm. and with news i can't add in that opinion right. at all so never deliberately distort facts or context um including visual information clearly label illustrations and reenactments never plagiarize always attribute and then this is the part that's really important so it's minimize harm Pursuit of the news is not licensed for arrogance or undue intrusiveness. Show compassion for those who may be affected by the news coverage. Use heightened sensitivity when dealing with juveniles, victims of sex crimes, and sources or subjects who are inexperienced or unable to give consent. Consider cultural differences in approach and treatment. That's, like, fun thing that, like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, how can you guys be reporting about a fucking child? A 16-year-old. And put it on, and I understand she is a celebrity. I understand she's a viral kid that we were all a part of. Of that come up and all of those things but they they there's a shade room teens like that exists that, for a i can't even imagine like a whole platform meant for like ragging on people that are 18 and under mm-hmm. like that should just not be allowed and like is like, i don't know i never gone there but i just know i didn't know that it, they all rag on each other i, didn't I mean that's what before. this is a whole that's a thing for it's teen. the like, version of literally the, the shade, shade room. room so if you have adults going after kids and other adults the kids and teens are doing that to other teens. That is, I mean, at the worst case scenario, though, at least just leave her there and don't put her on the adult thing. Don't give dumbass adults the opportunity to comment on what yeah, a kid is kids doing. Are mean too. I like, know for sure, yeah. and I, I don't think any of it should happen. But my my point yeah. is just like at the minimal to do something shade room to have some type of ethical code at that's, the minimal. That's what I can't like really understand is like that there's no ethics involved. Right. Even like just I, I mean I guess it's a business and like that's how things run and like that's how you shoot the shit and like whatever but it's like mm, it just makes me feel really super It's weird. it's not mm-hmm. fair. It's not and obviously this this young woman has many an issue that she needs to work through. And she was mm-hmm. even saying it. She was like I and then, like, it was such a cry for help. And instead of people, like, offering support, it mm-hmm. was literally, like, fuck you, you stupid hoe, blah, 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 blah. And I was, like, Ugh. And no one will say that in person, which is mm-hmm. the crazier thing. Like, the internet is such a crazy... It is the most helpful tool in the world, and it is the most fucking hurtful tool in the world. Like, I feel like everything we do is controlled by likes and, will this work, and what's that, and what's this, and, like... 
every day. I was just talking about this with somebody recently. Like I cannot wait. I cannot wait until I'm at the point where I can just pay someone to run my social and I never have to look a day in my life at the comments, at anything. And I'll, I'll log in, I'll follow my friends on my Finsta I'll, or I'll make a new Finsta that's like second level Finsta. So it's not the ratchety <laughs> shit, but it's like just for me and the people that I do follow and I really do care about. And, and maybe they can't know all my dirt, but they can know some. And so we'll do that on that Finsta. And the rest of y'all just interact on at Marissa Mendez. I never log back on ever again. Like the, mm-hmm. I, I, that's all I want. I want to just like. I've kind of been backtracking on my on my social media. I what feel like I, th- I don't like to post that much anymore. Usually. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, like on my on my feed that I don't. I cannot remember who I was talking to, but the same conversation I was telling them. Like I got so away from like actually caring about that stuff that I literally am and unfortunately I am a public figure and I have to I have to maintain it that I literally had to make an excel spreadsheet for myself of posting schedules so that I would post on my own social media like I was really on it that hard and then even that was I did that in October and I did very well until December if you guys go look you'll see every four to five days I had a post and then I fell off because I was just like I can't just I I can't do it anymore like I was forcing it and I did not want to do it anymore and I just stopped. And so now I'm like back to like every three weeks, every four weeks. like. And yeah, and uh, speaking of Nip too, I guess we could segue a little into um, shout out to Roddy Rich for uh, accepting the award on his behalf at the Grammys. Yeah. Use your segue from the last one. Yep. Um, uh, he, shout out LA. He won for, was it Racks in the Middle of yep. the song, right? But I was saying too, like, I don't know. It just feels like such, just like Tyler, the creator said when he won his, his Grammy, it feels like a consolation prize. And I'm really happy that Nip won, but it's like, oh, let's honor him because he had a big song. You know what I mean? But and I like, also like shout out to Roddy Rich too, for being such a freaking, he's, he's a baby. He's like 20 years old. Yeah. And, and he's it's, he, he just body. took home his first yeah, Grammy. Which is amazing. So, but like, you know, and so like, it just, it doesn't sit right. I wish the Grammys really, I don't know, it's so, it's so, again, another thing, nuance, like, it would be great if they were based on stats and shit like that, but then again, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to honor all the other smaller artists that don't get the, the worldwide recognition. The Grammys need new years. I they think need that's something. what it is. They I think need... they need more representation yeah. in the Grammys because who the fuck are the people voting for this? But it's just so, like, that's why I don't like a lot of these lists and a lot of these other shit, because literally, at the end of the day, a lot of it is all opinion of people, and if the person doesn't like you, it just is what it is, and it's just, you know, and Tyler, the creator, he won for Best Best Rap Album, so congrats to Tyler, but he made an amazing point, and this man made this speech inside of the Grammys press room, while holding his Grammy and literally said this feels like a consolation prize because they slapped the urban title on you, which he said he basically he feels like it's basically a politically correct way of saying the N-word. Which is accurate. Yeah. And he was like, you know, they put people that look like me. He's like, and by that I mean black. He was like, they just put us in the rap urban category because we're black. But I'm doing a whole fucking genre bending album. This is not a rap album. This is he's like, why am I not in the pop category? So he's like, you know, thank you, but like, I guess you know what I mean. And it's real. It's just like, oh, okay, let's and just it's throw also him in that overdue. Like, do, like, there's so many like Grammy like snubs that have happened. Like people who really should have won, absolutely, and then, did not. And then they don't or vice. It just 
Yeah, I mean, over the years, it's just been, like... Like, the fact that Frank Ocean didn't win 2013 Best New Artist and funded, like, what the fuck is fun? Right, or, like, <laughs> that Nicki Minaj to this day doesn't have a Grammy. It's a fucking... That is crazy! That's crazy. She's As an performer, amazing talent. she freaking She's killed. an amazing talent, yes. but that just goes to show, like, what Arbitrary. does it mean? But, like, but then again, we still do love to, like, it's such a cool honor to be able to say, like, now I can say my... Grammy-nominated friend, Guabdad 4000. My Grammy-nominated roommate, Mike Zombie. My Grammy-nominated other friend, this one, that one, that one. Like, it's an amazing... Oh, by the way, shout-out to Guap and that 10-foot-long do-rag on the red carpet. Boo, you killed that shit. Why was Guap nominated for Dreamville? He was nominated for Dreamville's album. I believe they were nominated in a couple categories, but I do not know what they were nominated for. But uh-huh. I also know they didn't win anything. So, there's that. But Grammy-nominated. Grammy and honestly, like... Maybe that's all that matters at, at that point. Not all, but, like, yeah. when we say it's already an arbitrary voting system, it's like... At least they recognize that. At least that you got that game. recognition, and I think that is that is it. And, and, again, I understand, obviously, why you'd want a Grammy. Like, it's just cool to have, but, like... And it means something, but, like, it really doesn't mean what it should <laughs> or what it... Well, you know, also, for some people, like, they know that the fans fuck with them. Yeah. Like, they know that they have that connection. They know that their music is good, so they don't really need... But it is nice to be recognized yes. for your work yes. other times yes. as well. So it's definitely, like, I can see both sides of the spectrum, but... um Shout out to, El- like, everyone that was grant- that was nominated this year and past years, and, you know, and don't she- let yeah. that define your artistry because... That's not it. <laughs> Another thing that I saw, too, was someone had posted a picture um, of, like, I, I think it was of Lizzo, Nas, Billy, like, all these people. And they were like, ew, like, pop music has changed for the worst or something like that. And someone commented, like, no, actually, like, this is, like, this is the most inclusive group and most diverse group of people, like, how, like, how could you even say that? There's Absolutely. an 18-year-old and her brother who made a whole album about depression and having night terrors and, you know, being sad. And they made it in their freaking bedroom. And that's Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas. Oh, yeah. Who I personally, like, I followed their journey from the get-go just because, like, they're from Highland Park, which is really close by me. And she's freaking, when she started, she was 15 years old and is, like, friends with my cousin two of my cousins which is just like crazy and they're all like in the same community and she started out like in this little dance studio and then you have a very body positive black woman lizzo you have lil nas x who's openly Openly gay gay. and everyone like embraces it which is fucking fire winning a freaking like he's a country song right on top of it and as a rapper too like it's just really really dope and and by the way shout out to billy too because she took um childish major out on tour earlier last year or late in 2018 and um I saw that there's, you know, starting to be some think pieces about appropriating the culture and all type of shit. And I saw a few of my friends um, up in arms about it last night. And they're like, bro, this girl has literally given every credit humanly possible to, like, whatever. Cause, like, she, in her acceptance speech, she literally said, I don't really feel like I deserve this. Yeah, like, I, she's, she's a dope young girl. And they were, like, making, they were saying, like, oh, she's trying to be, like, a Leah. Look how she's dressing and you know, other people called out, they're like, first of all, no, she's not. And anyone that would dress like this now, we would clown them. So let's not say she's appropriating shit. And then also 
apparently she's like really curvy and she's just not comfortable showing off her dude body. she like okay she's a freaking skater girl from la like that is how like yeah, they dress she's freaking 15 like years old as when she first started and you know what's crazy too is like she shared a stage with tyler the creator and she's always said like tyler the creator's her fucking idol like she grew up listening to odd future because Quiet. she's freaking 18 yeah yeah and well speaking of skater i'm gonna use that to segue but ooh. shout out to billy um Damn. Skater Who. So Skater Boy is a song by yes, Avril Levine. I know that. 12-year-old me does yes, the love. She was a skater boy. I mean, he was. So um, I'm bursting at the seams because I cannot share this information. But luckily, I don't have to hold it for much longer. Because on Super Bowl Sunday, the premiere of Season 3 of Masked Singer will happen after the Super Bowl is over. And there is a person on there that would have sang Skater Boy if they made it to another round, but they did not. I wonder how much trouble I'm getting in for this, can but you, it doesn't matter. What? Can you tell me what, like, how, I, I don't know anything about Mass Singer. So, okay, like, okay. how does the show work? So Mass, At least you can tell me that, right? Yes. So Mass Singer is going in its third season, as I said, hosted There's by... There's three seasons of yeah. this shit? It's I'm actually so such a cool touch, concept. Um, the Nick Cannon is the host, and the celebrity judges include Ken from... I can't pronounce his last name, but from, um, what's that, that movie? The Hangover, the, the funny guy, Ken, the, like, the little Asian guy, mm-hmm. the, he's like, I've never seen the, oh, you I would live- definitely know, his last name is like Ken Jong or something like that. Oh, Jong. Yeah, there we go. So him, he's hilarious. So he's one of the judges, Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls. I fucking love her. The Pussycat Dolls is the, my parents didn't want, my mom didn't let me listen to the okay. Pussycat Dolls. I'm okay, just, let's, let's not, just let's not veer. Um, then I don't remember who the other celebrity judges are, but, uh, maybe Sharon Oz, no, I'm making that up. Anyway, so, um. All of that to say, so that is the show, and basically it is celebrities that do not sing. They may play sports, they may act, they may do other things, and they are completely masked in a crazy costume, and they compete. It's a singing competition, and they compete, and so part of it is the judges have to guess who the actual celebrity is that's singing, but the other part is actually judging you on your performances. So how, like, how... Are there disguises, like, that you really can't tell? Literally, fully, like, head-to-toe. Like, Adrian Bailon in the last season was a flamingo, and she <laughs> wore a flamingo, and they're known by their names on the show. Like, oh, you the wear flamingo. the same costume every, every single week. Everything, gotcha, and gotcha. so, like, the flamingo makes it to, you know, the final episode, and then loot. So whenever you get eliminated that night, that's when you unveil oh, your mask shit. and everything like that. So there is going to be a person on the premiere episode they lose that day. Wait, but doesn't Adrian Bailon sing? Yeah, so that was kind of it. But, like, but she's now a TV show host. So okay, it's, like, gotcha. she used to. But, like, and Gladys Knight, I believe, was, like, one of them. So that kind of didn't count either. But, okay. like, they also I'm had, to like, the concept I, feel, I feel like Wayne Brady was on it, maybe. I might be making that up. And they also had T-Pain. But, like, so, yeah, that doesn't count. You know, it's, like, it's, like, it's nuanced. Okay. But T-Pain sings with autotune mostly. So you would have not recognized that. Or they had, like, some crazy YouTube kid on, like, just shit like that. Like, it's all over. And, obviously, the first season is, like, they picked the lowest hanging fruit because it's kind of, maybe probably was a little harder to get the talent. But now they're going in the third season, and so they're getting way better talent. Oh, so all that to say, guys, just watch the premiere episode. You're going to be fucking... Shook it? Floored. Floored. Fucking floored. And that's all I can, I'm allowed to say. And, um... And then I'll talk more afterwards about, like, what I know, what I learned about the process and shit. But, like, I don't want to get, I don't know, murdered by somebody that works at Fox or whatever network that show's on. Um, But, yeah. And and then I also learned somebody else that's on the show. But, like, 
they're not anything relevant to my interest, so it's, but I'll share it, I guess, another day. I'll be like, I knew that, or someone could say I knew it offline. I probably will never say that one, because I don't care, but, yeah, I just have to fucking tell that. Cause cool like, point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know something you don't know. And so, yeah, um, I guess what else should we talk about? Oh, um, I'm going to be in Orlando the weekend of February 28th. I will be attending a baby shower of one of our hardcore listeners. Shout out to Joelle. And um, I'm going to be planning a meetup there because when I put the word out on my social that I would be going, um, I want to say a minimum of like 15 MEIA mom members like hit back like, let me know where you're going to be. I want to like meet up with you. I love y'all. And so it made me almost sit back and be like, wait, should we do a live show? And then I'm like, no, let me, that takes way too much planning. Like, I know I just want to meet you guys. So um, I'm, I'm saying that here to say... I could use your guys' help in kind of figuring out. And, like, you know, I know there's Orlando area. There's people in the Miami area. So, basically, the Florida area. But I can use your guys' help in planning this because, again, it's not going to be a live show. It's literally just something where I can hug you guys and show you guys my appreciation. But as I've discussed, the reason I've never done a live show to begin with is I just get really, really bad anxiety. And so... I just kind of want, you know, I want to do something where I can see you guys and talk to you guys, but I also want to set expectations. This is not supposed to be like some big thing or like, you know, so like Carol has, Carol lives in Orlando, so that's who I'm going to be with. She has a couple people that like own venues there, but I don't want to rent out the whole venue or, you know, I wouldn't have to pay for it, but I wouldn't want to rent out a whole venue and then it's not that many of us and my anxiety, like I think I would just get, even though I know you guys know what it is, I think I would just end up canceling it anyway because my anxiety would be like, we're gonna, I'm going to feel stupid. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I told Marissa, y'all should just all go to a bar where people already are yes. at and just freaking have some drinks, That's hang exactly out, what I want to do. So have a why, little vibe. What I want from you guys, if you live in the Orlando area where it will be, let me know if you have any recommendations of spots or an idea of what you think would be kind of cool for us to do. Um, and then also if you're planning on coming again i said the weekend of february 28th so let me know i want all of you guys to let me know whether that thursday friday saturday or sunday would work best for you and i'm going to just go based on the over the majority of responses and kind of plan it around that and then i'll be able to put out a word more for you guys but it really was like i was genuinely surprised that there was like you know so many people that just off one post hit me back and that's one so i'm sure there's more of y'all out there too yeah. that want to pull up so um you know, I just truly appreciate all of you guys, and I want to give you guys a hug. And even though I don't, I don't like hugs, but I'm trying. Um, yeah, Marissa, do you want to be hugged? I do, though. You I have do. To, you have to be honest. I do. Wa- <laughs> I do want to hug. You're gonna be like, ah, oh, no, shit. I want to hug you guys. I, I, you guys get me through my shit as much as y'all say I help y'all get through yours. So, or you know, we. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely planning that. So let me know on my DM, or you can email us meiapodcast at gmail. Or Marissa explains whatever outlet works best for you, but let me know how, you know thoughts and stuff on that. And even if you're not in the area, but you know the Orlando area, or you just have an idea because you've done something similar, we like it all. And then I was saying on the episode that we fucking lost an hour ago. Um, maybe this is something that we'll do, and it's it's outside of a live show, and it's just you know Joyce and I pull up to your city, yeah, and sign some titties. So <laughs> I really I like. I think that this is, I am speaking into existence, this is going to happen this year, and just because I feel like a really good energy just to, like, just be motivated yeah. to do things that we are uncomfortable with We're doing, saying even. yes to stuff. And- um, another, we're going back to Kobe for one second, one reason why I've just, 
I don't, I think I've talked about this, like, before. Like, I go through, like, periods where I'm just so depressed or, like, I feel super down. And, like, for me, like, during one of those periods, I found this podcast and, like, it really, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so cool. Like, I want to, like, live vicariously through her or whatever. And in the past, like, year, like, I've been really down just because I haven't fucking done shit and, like, I've been so fucking boring. And then in December, I was gifted The Alchemist by a friend, and um, it was so inspiring to me. And, like, it really made me, like, want to just start saying yes to more things in um, 2020. And then this, like, really – the author of The Alchemist was actually – writing a book with Kobe and he actually tweeted like the book has lost its purpose now and I'm just thinking like that book would have been so crazy imagine all the people like that it would have touched because apparently like Kobe had been super inspired by the book and like that's how he became friends with the author and he had reached out to him and was like yo I want to write a book with you yeah but I think we should still carry that energy forward. And, Absolutely. You know, live. Um, Do you still have the book? Yeah, I have the book. I need to borrow it. I've, I've been feeling uninspired this month. Um, Dude, it's beautiful. I recommend it to everybody. And just, you know, learning about all the people that this book has influenced, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool, man. Yeah, I definitely want to read that. I was, I don't know if I actually, did I write that in my note? Well, I wrote that I'm fucking up my diet these past couple days but I've just I don't know I've been feeling uninspired for like a little while so I think reading that book would pump some some new life and also I I think I always get the blues in January though it's just like a a blah month of well back home it would always be cold too like the coldest month and there's no major holiday in January we're like February's mad cute because there's like hearts and shit for Valentine's Day. <laughs> then you're getting warmer for March and you have St. Patrick's Day, Easter shit. But like January is just a cold, dark month back in the East Coast. And that energy, I think, like in my brain carries over to anywhere I'm at. So January in and of itself is just kind of plus it gets dark early and I don't know. It's, it's starting like, to get lighter. I, I've noticed it, it is every starting day. to get lighter every and day. boring old Joyce who has to fucking commute to work every fucking day. I am driving home for work now, and it's not pitch black, and it feels great. It feels really good. I don't know if y'all fucking know this, but when it's dark, people don't know how to fucking drive, and it adds an extra 15 minutes to my commute, literally just by being dark. Like, how is that possible? I, I don't understand. can't. Um, who gave you the Alchemist book, by the way? This man. Mm. <laughs> A very nice. Shout out to this man. Oh, I didn't you say what's his face? Super duper appreciate sent you. Sent you like a nice little message about him. Oh my gosh. Y'all. Fucking exes. I feel like there's something in the water. Exes popping up. Let me just briefly just overview this really quick because you know what? People have messaged me like, Joyce, didn't you have a boyfriend? Like what happened to your boyfriend? Because <laughs> like I feel like I mentioned him kind of And then passing, just stopped. And then just stopped. Or I think a couple weeks ago I was like, he sucks. But, yeah, I broke up with my ex because he was doing lots of shady shit behind my back that I just did not fuck with. And this was – I broke up with him on his birthday, actually. I blocked him. <laughs> um, Totally ghosted him. But then I unblocked him. And the day before New Year's, he, like, sent me this long thing apologizing for all of the fucking – the horrible way that he treated me and, like, all of his lies. And – then he fucking reneged on it, like, a couple weeks after that. And I was just like, the fuck is wrong with you? But yesterday, he wrote me a very sweet, um, 
You're 22 years old, so fucking beautiful and so smart. I adore you from every angle. Sometimes I look away so I wouldn't stare. Everything about you is a spark of beauty that can't be described in words. Thanks. Uh, I can't imagine a guy would think differently. You're an angel, and your new guy is the luckiest man in the world. I love you. And then I immediately blocked him because I don't want him to renege on this and be yeah, like, Yeah, you have you, to, like, bitch. go out on a high note. See, well, first of all, I will never get that satisfaction from Penny because he cannot articulate words in, in those sentences. But speaking of the case of the egg shit, this fucking guy had the nerve to call me last week. Yo! And, like... Um, Melissa and I, Melissa was in my car and it popped up on my caller ID. And to your point of going out like on a high note, I was super surprised. We both, we both were so surprised seeing his name on the caller ID that no one, no, well, I'd be the only one, but (laughs) neither one of us, neither one of us did anything. We just watched it ring until he called again a second time because we were so shocked. And I was just processing, like, I thought I had him blocked, but I remembered after I read him the filth back in October and and ended it with like now don't call or text me ever again like I genuinely thought he would like adhere to that because who wants to speak to somebody that just called you a functioning alcoholic yo, read yo. all your rights like I like I'm actually super surprised too because I do not need a gun like my words are fucking lethal but you should see the fucking text I sent to this man before he sent yo. me that it was like you are this and that and you will never mm. but he deserved all of it just like how Penny did yeah and so he had the nerve to call me like yo Dipset why why you posted that on your story first of all why are any of y'all looking at my story why are you looking at it why are anybody involved in your life looking at my story why does it affect you that anything of you is on my story and the story was um I'm sure y'all saw it it was a, a fan that DM me <clears throat> that was like just basically saying his shit is all ratchet and I posted up and I was laughing at it and he was like oh you're supposed to have moved on but I was like first of all I didn't say anything to that sort like I moved on in the sense like you know you could I would never breathe the same air as you ever again but if something's being petty and making fun of him like I'm gonna fucking laugh at it too he's the one that fucked up not me and I'm a petty ass bitch and I enjoy shit like that but then it got like even more corny because then it, um the girl I told y'all about like the dummy that like gave him money for like a decade plus and signed leases in his name and all this shit and god bless the woman for continuing on taking him back god bless both of them but I guess she was like there with him and then he was trying to like clarify our start date for our relationship essentially and at first I'm like not understanding then I'm realizing I'm like oh he's trying to like spin her and tell us tell her it was like never official and like she's eating this up and it's like meaning something to her when all of that is just kind of like it just shows me their both of their level of intelligence one that he thinks this is going to work two that he tried calling me and and one and three that she's eating this up regardless we were together but regardless of that like the time was spent and the fact that she's get she's able to get hung up on semantics and like it works for him it just shows the level of everybody and then I spoke to him after that and I was like what was your point there and he just again showed his level of intelligence because all I wanted him to do was be a man and admit that he's trying to spin her and lie to her and say that him that him and I weren't in a relationship he was like it, it had a point it ran its course the point the point did its point <laughs> Excuse me, huh, sir, what? I was like, I was like, what did he what? say? Uh-huh. And so, I'm not really quite picking up what yeah, you're trying to put down Yeah, right so now. all of that is what I'm dealing with on that. So that's funny. But then I blocked everybody involved. I'm like, this is just, I could, I enjoy a circus a little bit, but like, not, this is, the clown show is not as funny. Now it's just kind of pathetic and sad. Yeah, I'm slightly like, I'm like, you fucking did me wrong. 
And I kind of secretly love that you're thinking about me every single day. Oh, yeah. And I wish that the I... The fact they called me, like, made my day. Oh, and Penny had the nerve to tell me. He was like, I ruined my life running around with you this summer. I got put on child support, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why are you... T- this is all making my day, bro. You're... you're <laughs> this is enjoyable content. And you're giving me more stuff to... T- like, fuck it. Whatever. But yeah. But go on. Yeah. Nah, I'm I'm slightly I I don't You know. enjoy the petty part. It's fun. No, 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 that's the thing though. Is I'm not I have not at any point been petty. Like I I this is like the first time I'm really talking about it. Like I don't like I don't really like diss him to anybody like whatever. I just like knowing that he knows that he fucked up Facts. so bad. Like that's the part where I'm like you know and I know that you're thinking about it. And I know and like he even said like you've moved on and it crushes me. And I'm like yeah, you fucked up. He's like, because I had messaged him, like, about, like, getting my shit back. Like, I'm like, can you bring me back my stuff? He's like, why do you, like, and I and then I was like, and on top of that, like, you suck. And he was like, why do you even care? And then I'm like, because you did me so wrong. I want you to know that you did me so wrong. Right. Like, I don't want to get back together with you. I really am so disgusted by you. I can, I have not seen this man since November. And I literally was like, just drop my stuff off, like, at the front door. And, like, what, I don't want to see you. And, um, yeah, no, like, seriously, like, I just, I just, I just like knowing that he knows that he fucked up and that I'm the best. Yeah, I mean, same. I, the the whole, I mean, I, I knew being with him after the math of him, I know I'm always the best I'll ever have in life, but, like, it's still <laughs> fucking enjoyable. Like, the whole shit is. But um, let's move on. Oh, I also wanted to shout out. So on Twitter, I was talking about my new car. I just bought a Bizans. And that's a Benz. And um, a big body Benz. A big body Benz. Um, what he's and it's literally what he said to it. Don't got the AMG kit, but but it, it's it's a big body. That's a quote from last year, no, twenty eighteen episode, the episode where we called someone and got um a vagina check. And um, big body Benz, please don't cry. So he reached out to me. I had tweeted and I was like, I guess I'm gonna become one of those people that like washes their car often now since I have such a nice, beautiful cocaine white car. And I asked the general, like, car washing Twitter, um, how often am I supposed to do that? And uh, so someone shot me an email, I guess, based upon my conversation. And his name is, uh, what did we say? How do you pronounce that? Uh, Agustin? Augustin. Agustin. Agustin. I mean, there's no, it's like A-G-U-A-Gustin. Augustin. Augustin? Augustin. Gus, we'll call you Gus. Gus, thank you for the email. What'd you say, Gus? And so Gus has a company called Detail Deck. It's Los Angeles-based, and it's mobile auto detailing. So he will come to you and detail your car and or wash your car. For $30, he does hand wash and dry, interior vacuum, interior dressing, tire dressing, and spray wax. And for $60, he does all that, as well as deep wheel cleaning, clay bar treatment, hand wax, tire dressing, and trim restoration. Um, and so I wanted to shout him out because I just think it's really dope that he's an entrepreneur and he used that, um, opportunity to reach out to me and offer his services. And, um, I told him like, fuck yeah, I'd rather put money in your pocket than just go to a random place. So I'm going to hopefully have him pull up either this weekend or next week. And, um, I was saying on the episode that we lost an hour ago that the reason why it might just be next week is because I may fly home this weekend to surprise my mama on Friday. Um, We had been going through a little bit of a health scare with her for the last, I want to say month. And this healthcare system is just a fucking joke because she has a growth or, well, yeah, she has a growth on her thyroid. And so obviously, you know, got to check out, check it out, make sure it's not cancerous and stuff. And it's just such a fucking process. It's like you go to one doctor, they're like, yeah, it looks a little awkward. Come to this other doctor for a second 
opinion. You go to a second yeah. doctor. Like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna run some tests on it. Then you got to go back, and then you got to get the results. And the test look, it comes back like um, it looks sketchy or something like yeah something wrong something not good and not bad it's like you got to get a deeper look then you go to a specialist then the specialist checks it out then you go back to the specialist for a biopsy then you go back again for the biopsy the results full-time job. it's so much fucking work and they're collecting a copay every it's time it's not that they're collecting copay it's they're literally charging your insurance of course no but so they're like, also getting i'm talking about like your own money as well yeah, on but, top of all but of like that. that's yeah. like the whole point is that like like they know like how much money they can absolutely charge they're like, fucking bleeding it's like a thousand dollars for each yeah. visit you got the 40 50 dollar copay and then they're also absolutely we get all this money so from all of that and pharma. anyway so last week we got the word she is cancer free thank Fuck you god yes. it is not a cancerous growth however it still does need to be removed because it's getting quite large um so it will be removed this weekend and so you know it's by all counts, uh, supposed to be a pretty quick, easy, not super quick, but like a relatively simple procedure. Um, and so my mom was good about it. And I guess until now that it's like real. And I spoke to her this morning and she just seems Mm -hmm. like kind of nervous and scared. And my mom is like a hard ass. So to hear my mom have any sense of like, not full confidence makes me like what um so i spoke to my brother earlier this afternoon and we're gonna try to figure out uh perhaps us surprising her at the hospital friday because they do have to keep her overnight despite it being like a simple procedure so i think that would be nice for us to just be there with her so this podcast is gonna go out before the weekend so if you guys just keep yeah your thoughts send a prayer up for pammy Um, and I really believe in like intention. I and, do like, too. The that's that's also why like for the longest time I like I just feel like I don't like energy is so important and like how you know those good vibes sending her way like I definitely think will work. And I agree a hundred percent, and I think she's gonna be okay and she um, will be yeah she will, so speak it it's yeah too. no she like, will be she fine will, she is, yeah and i hope that farquad and i can surprise her but if not we'll send her something nice and um yeah so um i guess on that note email us meia podcast at gmail.com again orlando ideas uh a kind word for Pammy, whatever you had, just opinions, thoughts, you know, if you want to share your thoughts on Kobe, if you need an outlet, whatever it is, if you need someone to vent to, whatever, we are here for you guys. My DMs are always open. Um, a lot of you guys actually, I get a lot of like long DMs and asking for advice and stuff. And I try to respond as much as possible. Um, a lot of you guys, they get excited. A lot of people get excited because I send back voice notes a lot because it's just like oh, so much shit. I should fucking do that. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, you know, and um, also, but again, if you'd like us to read it on the episode, there was one guy, he sent me a really long thing one time and I forgot to respond, but it was so long. I like couldn't even dive into it, but. You need to um, send it to you. I need the password to the MEIA Gmail. Oh yeah. So that I can start looking yeah, at Yeah, I'll these. just send it to you. Um, but really, we love you guys so much. And again, like, you know, with all the tragedies happening in the world, even though we told you guys this a couple weeks ago, I think it just never hurts to keep reminding you guys how much I truly appreciate you and how much you keep me going seriously every day. Like some days when I have no motivation at all, one kind message is like all the motivation I need to get the fuck up and do my shit. So y'all are all my friends. Like yes, seriously, literally. I are a family. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. And we really are. I really am just like a nobody who like works a really boring job. So, you know, I really appreciate when you guys message me because it's like it's another more people to talk to. And so. I'm just a regular ass bitch that writes stuff and sits on a couch and smokes weed with a cat all day. And 
the fact that y'all give a fuck and listen to shit that I say week in and week out and read my stories and react to stuff and want to meet and all these things. And it's just like, so I can't wrap my head around it, honestly, especially just knowing how weird I am. <laughs> I don't know. The fact that people care. I just, I love you guys a lot. And, um, yeah, thank you. That's really all I can say is thank you. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 B